You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal, and we are back for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And man, we are officially into the, you know, the meat, the bones of training camp. We're about, I don't know, call it a little over a week in, and things are happening. There is no shortage of storylines and things to talk about and activity and action happening here in the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And thank you for hanging out with us. We are excited to be back. And as I said, just really into the, uh, into the business of camp, as it were, uh, and an exciting time. And I can't believe that I'm saying this, actually, as we record uh, and I just came up off the practice field. I am hot. I am sweating pretty profusely, if I'm being honest. But as we come back from camp, or practice today at camp, it's pretty wild to think that your Las Vegas Raiders are opening up the preseason one week from tonight. Yep. Say it again for those of you who missed it the first time. The 2022 Las Vegas Raiders open up the preseason at the Hall of Fame game one week from tonight. Wild. Absolute shenanigans, but I cannot wait. Uh, and I can't wait for today's episode of the show either. We're feeling good. We're feeling confident. A lot to get to. Uh, and in just a few minutes, we're going to hang out with our new friend, Keelan Cole, wide receiver for your Las Vegas Raiders, who has had a really nice start to training camp 2022. Very nice start. Solid start. Making some plays. And, you know, we talk about this all the time, and, and for good reason. Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro are really going to take the bulk of the headlines when we're talking about the wide receiver group. But don't sleep on Keelan Cole either, man. Don't sleep on Mac Hollins. Don't sleep on the depth pieces in that room because someone is going to come, you know, over the, the next couple weeks as we get into the, the preseason, they're going to make you go, uh, oh, I think we got it. We want this guy in the 53. And I think we're all hopeful that Keelan Cole is one of those guys. Really entertaining dude. We were talking before we started rolling. Uh, a mutual friend and friend of the program, Nicholas Morrow. So just a, a good dude. Uh, an exciting player to keep an eye on as we progress through here for the next month. But before we get to all that, as is tradition, doesn't matter if it's preseason, regular season, the offseason, camp. We begin the show as we always do with our... Transactions brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. So since the last time we talked, certainly not boring in the transaction realm for the silver and black. The Raiders have made the following moves. On 725, that's July 25th, the silver and black re-signed guard Jordan Meredith and plays guard slash tackle Denzel Good on the reserve retired list. You best believe we'll be getting back to that in a second. And then on 727, just a few days later, in fact, yesterday, the uh, defensive tackle Vernon Butler passed his physical and returned to practice from the NFI list. And a big move there simply because you look at some of the injuries on the interior of that defensive line, getting healthy bodies back is a good thing. And yes, I know we're still in the, quote, early stages of training camp, but getting bodies back, specifically those big fellows in the middle of Patrick Graham's defensive line, Always a good thing. So congratulations to Vernon for coming back. We love to see it. Uh, and hopefully we see a lot from him as he progresses through the next couple days, weeks, and uh, as ultimately as we get through the preseason. But we got to start here, right? It's the news that all of us have been talking about. And we're going to start talking about, we will talk about the Raiders officially getting into pads in just a few minutes. But really, the storyline of the week, the biggest news of the week, when you're talking about what we've seen on the field, uh, in this case is someone we are not going to see on the field going forward, and that's Denzel Good. Uh, really valuable, versatile uh, swing lineman 
for the Las Vegas Raiders, appeared in 62 career games, uh, 36 with the silver and black. And we think about Denzel. Now, Denzel played 15 games in 2020, and I think a pretty solid 15 games, if we're going to look at it objectively, uh, you know, kind of thrust into action. Uh, we all remember the offensive line uh, uniqueness, the flexibility all those guys had to have in 2020, the COVID year. But Denzel, good to his credit, man, played in 15 of those games, was a solid depth piece, started a bunch of those games as well. Uh, and then we look back to last year in 2021, plays a single game before his season comes to an end. And I think that, you know, it's important to, uh, to kind of, Look at, yes, we're going to talk about what this means for the state of the offensive line in just a second, but Denzel Good announcing his retirement, and he hit the Twitter, and he had this to say. He goes, uh, thank you for all your guys' support. It means a lot to see the love from y'all. This was one of the most difficult decisions in my life to make, and I make it wholeheartedly. I need this time to focus on things. Football, unfortunately, won't allow me to, he continues. I still love this game and feel like I have plenty left in me, but I just have to shift my time and focus to my family for the time being. Thank you to the Raiders organizations, my brothers, and the coaching staff for their support and understanding. So this is, and Jesse Merrick and I, shameless plug alert, we're talking about this on the Raiders Training Camp podcast earlier this week. This to me, and obviously we haven't had a chance to talk to Denzel, and I don't know if we are going to have that chance, but this to me seems like a decision that he made with thought, with purpose. This doesn't seem to me, at least from reading his, his words on Twitter, like a kind of spur of the moment decision. And obviously there's some things going on because, you know, we were pretty optimistic even earlier this week that we were going to get Denzel Good back into the fold. He was going to be a really interesting piece on that offensive line. He was going to push guys uh, not only for playing time, but ultimately for a starting position. And now that is not going to be the case, right? Denzel Good says, hey, it's been great, but I got to shift my time and my focus to the things that really matter. And I commend him for that, right? I think that it's easy to forget and, you know, I fall victim to this, too. It's easy to forget that these guys are human beings. You know what I mean? Yes, we see the incredible things that they do on game day, on a Saturday, on a Sunday, on a Monday night. And that's what we, we view them as. But they are a complete, you know, complete human beings with thoughts, emotions, family, family situations. And so we wish Denzel good nothing but the best uh, as he handles what he needs to handle. Uh, and to me, you know, we've been kind of debating this with some of the folks down at practice. Uh, People seem to be reading the the tweet uh, the tweet thread, if you will, a little you know, kind of in different ways. And, and some folks have said, "Hey, I think he's leaving the door open." And to me, never say never, right? But just in kind of hearing the words, you know, he goes, "This is one of the most most difficult decisions in my life to make, and I make it wholeheartedly." That to me does not seem like a guy who is preparing to uh, to return to the field. And hey. A year from now, 18 months from now, six months from now, who knows? Maybe there is that, that chance that he comes back, but I just don't see it in kind of reading those words and, and kind of, you know, inferring from the tweet. But at the end of the day, there's a lot more things important than football. I commend Denzel Good for sitting down, having that, that, uh, that deep thought and, and that deep process within himself. And, and like I said, I mean it so sincerely. We wish him nothing but the best. Once a Raider, always a Raider. I'd be excited to see what he kind of does with that with the next chapter of, of his life. But, you know, shifting back to the field now, okay, what does this mean for the Raiders' offensive line? Because, yes, there is the very human element that we just talked about, but, in, but at the end of the day, too, there is also a football element in play here. So what does that mean? Okay, football cliche time, 
next man up, right? And and I think it's clear to to you know you know really be clear off the jump that I don't think Denzel Good was was promised or guaranteed a start, a starting job on this offensive line, right? This is a guy who when he is played has been really good, has been valuable, has been versatile, but is a dude who's coming off a pretty uh, a pretty major injury, a guy who played only a game a season ago. And while it felt like optimism was high that he was going to be a contributor and find a role on this line, uh, now he's out of the picture, right? And I don't mean that in a cold, callous way at all. I mean that in a way of reality, of, of what is so. Denzel Good ain't walking through that door anymore. So what happens now to this offensive line? Well, I think the next two people that we logically look at are John Simpson and we look at Dylan Parham. I think we look at Lester Cotton kind of in that conversation as well, a guy who has really been the talk of camp in the early goings here. So what do, what do we do now, right? And I think that, you know, Jesse and I also talked about this. The beauty of the way that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have built this roster, versatility is the name of their game, right? Whether that's wide receivers, whether that's defensive backs, or in this case, offensive linemen. You have a lot of dudes on that line who can do a lot of things, play a lot of positions, and be versatile, right? I think Parham is a perfect example of that. John Simpson, another great example of that. Denzel Good, was a perfect example of that. So now, to me, a group that was incredibly intriguing when we started training camp, and we've all, we have all talked about the state of the offensive line ad nauseum over the past couple months. We have, you know, they are one of the biggest storylines, if not the biggest storyline, surrounding the 2022 Las Vegas Raiders. Now, this group that was already incredibly interesting, I think it gets even more interesting. Do we see these young guys kind of rise up and, and kind of take one of these spots? Does Dylan Parham, a guy that you know maybe we looked at as, as not taking a redshirt year, but having a chance to kind of ease into the NFL uh, NFL world and figuring out his role, is that is that you know is that process kind of sped up? Is that process fast tracked now over the next month or so as we get ready for uh, Week One against the Chargers? I don't know. It's going to be incredibly exciting, and I think it's also now. You know, we always have a, such a focus on the preseason because we're so ready to go for the preseason. And no, I don't think we're going to see Derek or Devontae or those kind of guys in the preseason. But I think we are going to see the John Simpsons, the Dylan Parhams, the Lester Cotton Seniors. Who's going to go in on those four opportunities they have over the preseason and say, yo, I need one of these spots on the offensive line? Josh, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler said time and time again, and I feel like they're, they're a broken record in a good way. They say, hey, we're going to put the best five out there. Right? We'll figure out the combination of who is where and, and who can do what, but we're going to put the best five linemen that we have out there in front of Derek Carr. So who are those best, those top five going to be? Well, we have a few weeks to find out, but uh, do not sleep on that group for one second because it is going to be exciting. And speaking of excitement, Raiders finally put the pads on. Today is day two of pads, so their second padded practice of 2022. A lot of twos in that sentence. And, you know, for, we heard from Josh earlier in the week, and he says, you know, there's so many kind of different start dates to training camp as a coach that you have circled on your calendar. Oh, it's the report day, or it's rookie report day, then it's the veteran report day, the first day of practice, the first day of padded practice. Uh, and it's been great. You know, we talk about, you know, days that we've had circled on the calendar. Brandon Bolden called it Christmas, right? And I don't know if I would go that far. I'm a big holiday guy, so I don't know if I would say 
uh, you know, this was on par with with some of those. But Christmas in July, perhaps. Uh, but it was good to see that intensity ratchet up. Uh, it's good to hear the thud of pad on pad again. And let's be clear, right? Guys aren't going to the ground, nor should they be. And today, in fact, after a pretty spirited, high-paced practice yesterday, so yesterday being Wednesday, uh, Josh McDaniel said we we're going to bring things back a little bit. We we're going to kind of uh, temper things. We we're going to work on the fundamentals again. And today's practice felt a little bit more like what we saw early in camp, a focus on the fundamentals. Uh, I would say still a very intense practice, but but certainly not to the level that we saw yesterday. And the team will have the day off tomorrow, and they will get back to work uh, Saturday, Sunday for the weekend as well. So interesting to see how the schedule of camp has worked out, you know, certainly as we progress. And now as we're a week out from the start of the preseason for the silver and black, very interesting to see uh, the intensity ratchet up and, and kind of how McDaniels and Ziegler and, and their respective staffs are going to kind of keep everyone fresh and balanced as we start the, you know, really the marathon of the preseason in 2022. But uh, one, before we get to, uh, before we get to Keelan Cole, and I want to give him ample time, before we get to Keelan, just one other thing that I that I wanted to uh, to talk about, and you know we talked about questions going into 2022, and you know we've we've said it a lot. I think the offensive line is the top of that list, but I think it was also fair to say we had questions about the DBs, right? The collective of the defensive backs for the Raiders this year, and we certainly don't have all the answers yet. Like I don't want to you know sit up here and be like, oh, we figured it out, boom, the the recipe has been uh, unveiled to us or unleashed, whatever you want to say. But I've been very impressed by the Raiders' defensive backs uh, really over the past couple days, but, you know, candidly since the start of training camp. An active group uh, making life difficult for the receivers. And Jesse and I were talking about this the other day where I, at my core, believe that defensive back is a position of failure in 2022. You are not going to shoot 100% as a DB. You're just not. I don't care if you're the second coming to Deion Sanders. The way that the rules and the way the game is played in 2022, you are not going to shoot 100%. So understanding that and, and understanding that, hey, Devontae Adams is going to Devontae Adams and Darren Waller is going to Darren Waller and Renfro is going to do his third and Renfro type deal. I have been very, very pleased with what I have seen from the Raiders DBs early in the early going here. Now, do they need to improve? Does the cohesion need to get there? Does the chemistry as the, you know, in terms of the collective, does that need to, to mature and grow? Absolutely. But just on a, on a very base level, on a very surface level, I think they have had a really nice start to camp. I think Trayvon Merrig in particular is a guy that has really stood out to me. We have seen him get to go one-on-one with Darren Waller a lot over the past couple of days. And he's held his own, right? And then we talk about Darren getting his as one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Well, Trayvon has gone stride for stride with him. He has gone play for play with him. And Darren's got him a few times. Trayvon has got him a few times. It has been a really entertaining training camp battle to watch. Uh, and I think it's a credit to Trayvon kind of showing us that maturation, that step in year two. And whether it's a you know Trayvon or any other guy headed into year two, that's what you want to see, right? You want to see your rookies that are now second-year players taking a tangible leap in skill, in maturation, in understanding the NFL game. And while it is still early, I think that we are seeing in the early goings uh, kind of that from Trayvon Merrick. So big expectations for him. Excited to see what he is going to do in 2022. And another guy that I'm excited to see throughout the preseason, throughout camp, as we kind of continue this journey together, is Keelan Cole. Uh, Keelan Cole uh, signs, signs with the Raiders in the offseason as a free agent. 
and was a really entertaining dude, cracking jokes with us. As I said, we kind of figured out we had a mutual mutual friend, acquaintance in Nicholas Morrow. Two small school guys, Keelan Cole coming out of Kentucky Wesleyan. Uh, if you can find another pro athlete from Kentucky Wesleyan, hit me on the Twitter and let me know who it is. Because with all due respect to the good people at Kentucky Wesleyan, uh, there's not one that's coming to mind. In fact, I was joking with one of our, our stud PR folks, Cam, downstairs early this week. And I said, Cam... Uh, I didn't know that Kentucky Wesleyan was a university uh, until about 20 minutes ago when we were talking about who we were going to get on the show. So uh, big shout out to the good people at Kentucky Wesleyan. Big shout out to Keelan Cole for stopping by. Uh, and as I said, an entertaining guy, a guy I think who's going to have his name in the mix in this wide receiving core in 2022. And a dude who I think uh, training camp, or excuse me, preseason is going to be really, really crucial for uh, to kind of go out there and show what he can do on a consistent level. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with the aforementioned Keelan Cole. You and I were talking before we uh, before we started rolling here, mm-hmm. and someone in the building, and I won't say his name, told me, "Hey, when you sit down with Keelan, man, you got to be on point. He's funny, he's sharp, he's fast. So, is he, without saying this individual's name, are you going to give him the business for for kind of spilling the secret that you're a great entertainer?" Uh, nope. I'm gonna let it just come out natural. I'm gonna try to change it up, change out the flow, see if I can bump it up some more. All right, I love it. First day of pads for your Las Vegas Raiders today. I imagine a day that everyone has kind of had circled on the calendar. I know up, you know, us upstairs have. What is the biggest difference for, for you guys outside of the obvious things are more physical when the pads come on? I mean, honestly, it's just you putting everything together, uh, physical, mental, and that's, that's part of the game. But when you ain't done it for so long, you know, we, we technically haven't done anything since, what, January? So mm-hmm. you never know, you know what I'm saying? So today, the first day. Get the, you know what I'm saying, hit another person. That's the that's the more exciting for me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I love the physical part of the game. So, But that's that's good, just putting the mental and the physical together and knowing that you can do it, knowing where you are when the days comes. And so tomorrow would be a good day to build from that. What did uh, What's that first hit in camp feel? Ooh, I love it. Is it a good one? It wakes you up every time. It don't matter how light or, or, or big it is. Like, I got hit big today, but... It, it, it's, I love it no matter what. Like that's it, just something that you don't get on a normal day. It, like you, that's that's some that's some good contact right there. That's a wake up call for you. Is it? I mean, you say you got got hit big today, but is that kind of good to get you? No, it's feel great. Your body it's back great. into the. It's great. I, I wish everybody could feel it in whatever way they needed to, other than getting smacked physically. But you know, it's. I mean, we got the pads on and stuff. It's it's good to feel that. It's probably probably like the best alarm clock too. No, for you know sure. what I mean. It's for like, sure. oh, here we go. It's we, time we to go here. to work today. We're here, right, right, right. I love it. I, I honestly love it. I can't even really explain it. It's just an adrenaline. It's just that that one that first hit is is the best one. I'm with you there, man. And so let's go back just a little bit. Ultimately, this offseason, you end up in silver and black. I guess kind of what was your thought process going through that process of figuring out, hey, where do I want to I want to play football? It wasn't. I wasn't even thinking about it. I just. Only thing you can do is put in your work before and then not even hope, just know that you did whatever you had to do, whatever you could do, every opportunity you get that you gave you all 100 percent executed. And that's you just got to let things come. I'm just glad that uh, uh, Mr. McDaniels has seen something in me to give me the chance to keep going and being black and silver. You know, you, you, we were talking too before I started rolling. You like the heat, though, right? You're a heat, heat guy. So getting, it, you know, getting adjusted to this 99 plus, that's nothing Love for you. Huh? I mean, it could have been worse. We could have made a team in Alaska, and I could have been playing in Alaska with the with the uh, Wolves or something. I don't know. <laughs> you ever been to Alaska? No, no. Don't it's play on the list. But I heard it's a great skies. It's, I like I like culture and different adventures and stuff like that. But I'm gonna have to go to Alaska within the 
the two weeks of warmth there. And, you know, it's funny. I have been to Alaska. So I am a very much, I'm an inside cat, mm-hmm. right? That's what I tell people. I don't do camping. I don't really do hiking. Like, I want to be inside, climate controlled. Mm-hmm. If I'm going on vacation, nice hotel, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to be out in the wilderness. But I, to, I went to Alaska with my wife a couple of years ago because she had a friend that was working up there. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, man. Summer in Alaska, spring in Alaska. I heard. It's nice. I heard. It's nice. I heard it's short. So Yeah, it's but, very short. But that's the thing, though. I'm not really a crowdy person, so I know everybody's going to be there at the mm-hmm. same time. So I'm just going to look from a distance and learn from you next time we talk, and I'll, I'll just ask you how I went. And I will tell you, though, the one thing that's the biggest trip, though, is that the sun doesn't go down. So it's like oh, I heard, I've so, just seen the video and yeah. it was like ten o'clock and it looked Look, like it looks does like now. This. Right. Looks like this. It's crazy too. So I ran, I did like a five K up there. They call it a midnight five K, right? And it's at midnight. Starts at midnight, stroke mm-hmm. at midnight. And it's Daytime. right. It's dude, it's the weirdest thing. I love it. I, that's something that I want to experience, though, but I don't think I'll ever make it up to it. Like, oh, never say. I mean, you were telling me before it started rolling, you've been to Europe, you've been I know, to Milan, you've been to I, Germany. I still got to go to California and some stuff. Hey, like, Hang uh, on, hang on. You've never been to California? I've been in California. But you've never, done like, California. The va- you've never done like the vacay? No, I mean, Oakland, San Fran, but not really L.A. Yeah. and any of that, San Diego, none of that. Like, oh, you got to go to San Diego. I heard, San I heard a lot of those places. Sure. This is as far as living more than a day that I've been west. But you get used to it, right? You like I, the west? I, I've been trying to. It's yeah. just it's hard. Like it's hard when you live in Florida. That's true. That's <laughs> it's not like you're hopping on. You know, you're not hopping on a, on a bike and driving you're out to not. California. Exactly. Even in Kentucky, it's just we don't really. It's just it's the west. You know, we're, we're almost. We're, I don't know what Kentucky is. We're considered the south, but we're connected to every other region part. So I don't know. If you didn't go to Kentucky Wesleyan, which is where you went to school, where do you think you would have gone? Uh, Pikeville. I don't even know what Pikeville exactly. is. Exactly. I think it's an NAI now or D3, one of them. I mean, you had a pretty crazy journey, though, if you think about it. Like, I know this is probably a conversation that you probably have when you're retired and, you know, you have mm-hmm. a chance to reflect back. But you ever thought about kind of just the impressive nature of going from the smallest one you did, ending up, you know, in Jacksonville, you're in New York. And I, I mean, it's been it's been probably quite a journey for you. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I'm a, I'm a Raider now. That's right. So, I mean, that's that's one of the the most historic teams. So it's definitely you, you definitely keep working your way up. So I'm just gonna keep keep working. I'm trying to be in black and gold. I mean, black and silver until I can't. <laughs> you know, speak, speaking of of being a Raider though, and the Raiders had a chance to work with. I mean, you look at that wide receiver room, and it's such an interesting room to me this year, right? You got Devontae in there, you got Hunter, you got you, you got you know all these guys, and then there's like a handful of young guys coming up too. Like I imagine it's got to be a nice kind of balance of like that veteran leadership, guys that are still on the ascent, uh, and guys that are still just trying to kind of figure their way out in the NFL too. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Devontae Adams having him like that was somebody that I, I mentioned a few times coming into the league that I will I will be watching because of how, how he played game and stuff like that with um Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen like those are the type of people that I mentioned within interviews back in the day when I was asked who you watched and stuff like that because of just the way they, they play and go about their stuff anyway so that is good to have them on the team and then Hunter that was a new person that I learned coming in over and that's somebody that I want to learn from even uh, uh Demarcus Robinson he has a Super Bowl you know what I'm saying so that's somebody that you can learn from even, even mentally that's coming from somewhere that's that's done well and even down the the DJ and you know it's you can learn from everybody in every aspect because everybody does something different came from a different place and I think I imagine that's probably the beauty of the NFL in general but really you know kind of like I said your position room where you've got guys coming from different places guys that have different skill sets guys that do different things really well and you kind of build the room out and in a perfect world, that's a really complete wide receiver that you guys have built. Exactly, you know? exactly. Like, I mean, it, it's just 
football comes in all types of different ways. And I've only obviously been on the west south of, or the east coast and the south coast, I guess you want to say. So coming to the west and understanding different types of football and different offense, and it's, it's, it's good to know, get the whole complete put together of the football. You know, the wide receivers obviously can't do their thing unless the football's coming their way. I mean, what have your early impressions in camp been been of Derek and really that, that is quarter? That's not true. Oh, how? We, we block. That's true. That, that's true. I didn't I didn't want to say you guys are blocking, but to have plus. the ball in the hands, right? I mean, a touchdown is a touchdown. That's true. Fair enough. But what, <laughs> I mean, you look at that room in general, though. I mean, what are your impressions been of Derek and Jared and Nick and, and even Chase? I mean, everybody's doing the, the most thing they can do for the team. And that's the thing that I, that's different. It's like everybody. It's just doing their part. It's not really somebody trying to go out and do the most. Somebody's not trying to – everybody's sticking together. Everybody's communicating. Everybody's doing what they need to do for each other. So that's the part that I've been seeing that, that pits out a lot within this team. You know, we were talking about your East Coast guy, Southeast guy, right? And I haven't gone this far west very often. And I know that we're in the, you know, the, the day-to-day slog, the grind of training camp. But have you had a chance to, you know, on the off day or whatever it is, enjoy a little of what Nevada brings to the table? Or is it just, Honestly, hey, I probably won't until one of my teammates hit me and be like, hey, you trying to do this? And if I'm not asleep by then, then I probably won't. But I'm really a chill guy. I don't really like to get out, and definitely not during work time, but – I'm sure one of these wins I'm gonna have to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like uh, I'm not really I haven't really thought about it. Vegas is here; it's always gonna be here. So like February through what? July. July, June. June, June you know what I'm saying? It's it's all kinds of time to do that. Then now that I I at least know how to drive around and get around, so when I come back out, I'll at least be able to do that. But for now, I haven't really thought about it. I don't really, I don't really know any places. I, I couldn't tell you the top place to go to, mm-hmm. like type thing. So, so what do you, I mean? What's what's the downtime look like if you in camp? Because so much of camp is also trying to just kind of get through get through camp, right? Where it's it's time to grind, it's so time to get better. But what do you do in the downtime? There really isn't any downtime. Like if you want to stay on top of your stuff, you got to stay on top of your stuff. You know what I'm saying? I can't sit here and act like I know everything. So my downtime is trying to get above so that way I can eventually have downtime you know so like during the season if I'm not if I'm still struggling with the little stuff that I'm still struggling with now during camp like camp is one of the things where you just lock in get done to to uh, September get everything all the knowledge and physicality you need and then once the season comes you should have a downtime on your off day on a Monday or something like that so right now I ain't really had a down day I've just been trying to lock in and get everything together. Dude the fans are gonna love that answer. They're going to absolutely love that. Like, hey, man, this guy in, in the limited downtime, downtime, right. air quotes that he has, he's still getting better. And, and really, that's the mindset that this entire team has, I would imagine. Yeah. Like, hey, I know that, like to your point, we have a limited amount of time in camp, and we really got to take advantage of every single second, every single rep, every single session in the cold tub, whatever And we it is. started early, so yeah. I mean, you might as well take advantage of that. And, like, if you have a downtime, then you're doing the same thing every other team was doing during the time. So. I've really just been trying to lock in and get and get in this this black and silver. That's right. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming through. It was a lot of fun to get a chance to, to hang out with you earlier. Uh, best of luck throughout the rest of camp, the regular season. Obviously, we'll be talking to you in between now and then, but uh, appreciate you coming up, man. It was appreciate a lot of fun. Appreciate you too, Eddie. Eddie. Not Cedric, right? Not Cedric. <laughs> and a big shout-out to Keelan Cole for stopping by in studio. Yes, I love when these guys are able to come in studio and hang out with us uh, and we can take optimal, uh, you know, use our, our beautiful studio here uh, to its its peak performance. So very, very, very nice to see him. Very nice to get to know him. Uh, and as I said, man, make sure you are, are following along with him uh, throughout training camp in the preseason. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the silver and black in 2022. So 
It is time to hit the road. It is time to continue on. We're going to have an off day tomorrow and then back here for the weekend as the Silver and Black are back, excuse me, back on the practice field Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and so we got to get our rest. We got to get fueled up. We got to get you know our, our hydration uh, where it needs to be because it has been hot, but it has been a lot of fun being out there at practice. So before we do that, though, got to crack an ice cold bruchacho to enjoy on the road out. And uh, today I crack a cold one for, drum roll please, the newest radio play-by-play voice for your Las Vegas Raiders, Jason Horowitz. Uh, The team announced that early this week that Jason would be taking the helm, manning the booth with our friend Lincoln Kennedy in 2022. So very, very excited to welcome him into the mix. He actually had a fantastic conversation uh, with JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM uh, on the day that he was announced as the play-by-play voice. You can catch that on the Raiders Podcast Network, shameless plug alert. And Jason, I think a guy that is really, really excited to be wearing silver and black. He gave this uh, this quote in the release uh, announcing his hiring. As a kid, I used to pretend I was the voice for a team calling an epic interception or a game-winning touchdown. I want to thank Mark Davis and the Raiders organization for making that dream become a reality. I'm humbled to join a historic franchise following in the footsteps of the legends who have called games for the silver and black to the sport's greatest fan base. So congratulations, Jason Horowitz. We're going to have to get you on the show at some point coming up. Join us in the, uh, in the pod room. But yeah, man, Make sure you guys uh, give Jason the follow. Uh, Make sure you are tuned in to the radio dial, not only uh, next week, but all season. Because our our crew that does the radio stage, or excuse me, does the uh, the radio call, does a fantastic job. They put together an an incredible product week after week after week. Uh, And it'll be a lot of fun to hear Jason's voice on those calls going forward. So congratulations, Jason Horowitz. And we will uh, talk to you soon. And we will talk to you guys soon. Because it's time to hit the road. So, for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Keelan Cole, my man Ray on the ones and twos, uh, everyone in the control, we're making sure that we get from A to Z. And the entirety of Silver and Black Productions, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will catch you guys next week. Actually, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop the presses, stop the presses. Because the, uh, because the Raiders play in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday, we are going to have, upon further review on Wednesday... So not the same time, same place next week. Just push us up a day. Push us up. We're going to we usually talk to you guys on Thursday. We're going to talk to you guys on Wednesday next week. So make sure, easy way to make sure you don't miss us, turn on those push notifications, like, subscribe, all that good stuff so you do not miss an episode of the show. So we will see you on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.